Hi, welcome to Taiwan Talk. I'm your host, Alex Lewis. This week, we're going to talk about Hackstrong. Hackstrong is a charitable organization that assists members of the international community here in Taiwan. Their motto is "You are never alone." You can have your life figured out one moment, and it can all come tumbling down the next. And that's not just talking about foreigners in a country that goes for everybody. But navigating a foreign country can be a bit daunting in times of crisis, and it can also be a little bit lonely. So now let's tune into my conversation with President of Hackstrong, Sean Bettinson, where he goes into what Hackstrong provides. So, Sean, welcome to Taiwan Talk.、Uh, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing fine, thanks. Just、uh, getting some coffee and getting ready for the go. <laughs> Excellent.、Uh, so, could you give me the one-minute elevator pitch of what Hackstrong is? The one-minute ele- elevator pitch. So, <clears throat> Hackstrong is a charitable organization that assists the international community、uh, during times of crisis. So, whether you're sick, whether you're ill, or whether you're just not really having a great time in Taiwan for reasons such as.、Um, Feeling lonely, feeling lost, or maybe you're suffering with some kind of anxiety or just general cultural shock.、Uh, Hackstrong's kind of there just to listen to people, reach out, and offer them support.、Uh, so, what type of services do you provide? You just talked about, you know,、um, if you just feel lonely or feel culture shock, you could call Hackstrong.、Um, what What other things do you、uh, do you provide for the international community here? Well, I mean, when none of us are sort of experienced professionals, as it were, so. You know, we can't offer things like counselling. You know, there are other people to do that. But what we generally find is that if somebody is having trouble in Taiwan for whatever reason, because you're not from Taiwan, you often don't know where to go to find the resources that you need. And Hackstrong is、uh, has some connections to some resources that can help. But we're also in the process of building those connections for the future for people. So if you needed something like I've had people just call me for all kinds of reasons. They would get in touch with Hackstrong, saying, "Oh, hey, I, you know, I need to see like a、uh, an orthopedic doctor. I need to see a like a, a, a dermatologist. That's the one. The longer I stay in Taiwan, the worse my English gets."、Um, they'll 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 reach out and they'll say, "Do you know anything? You know, do you know anything? Oh, yeah, we know people. Here's the contact details, and we know people have gone there before, and it's good.、Uh, you know, and we just, I guess, just being that." Resource that it helps people to find the help that they need. Walk me through the process of building those connections. Do you think it's hard to do here in Taiwan? Like, what's、uh, what, what's that like? I, I don't think it's difficult. A lot of it, a lot of it comes from、uh, things that people already know, even our own personal experiences. But yeah, I mean, if you if you want to reach out, and I'll give you an example. So, one of the things that I've found a lot of people have asked about is where to donate blood in Taiwan, and. I had no idea. I mean, I was thinking, well, you know, there must be some blood blood centers here. You can go. Do- I've seen them. I've seen the trucks driving around, but I don't know the process. So I decided to try and work that out. And I spoke to a few people, and then I spoke to a contact I had at a hospital, and they they did some research and said, oh, you know, it's actually all the blood in Taiwan comes from one location. It comes from the Blood Services Foundation. I had no idea about that, and so I contacted the Blood Services Foundation and said, you know, I run an organization that. Helps、um, the international community in Taiwan. People are interested in this, but they don't know how to go about it. Then I got invited to go there, and I met the the、uh, the guy who runs like the planning department in Taichung, and they were very welcoming. And I said, you know, I would like to. We're going to put on some events and hopefully introduce this to people. And they gave us all. The, they actually already had a lot of the information in English, 
um, including application forms and information about the service, but just nobody knows it's there, uh, and nobody would go to find it. So that's what we kind of did, is just met with them and, and started doing that. I think the response has been great. You just have to actually go out and do it. Um, and it just it the, the main challenge is it just takes time. And like Greg and I and other people in our team, they're all very busy people. And you know when we have free time, we just try to fit this in when we can. I see. So uh, do people reach out to you usually, or do you reach out to uh, people that you think would need help? Like what's the what's the breakdown there? Um, we've got. I would say the majority would be people coming to us. Like the Hackstrong is probably well known for helping in certain cases that hit the public eye. And there are several of those that have happened in the last couple of years. And I think people have a general impression of like, oh, that's what Hackstrong does. They help in those cases. But I would say that counts for about maybe 15% or 20% of what we do. But the other 80% comes from people contacting us for various reasons, either contacting us directly or we have people who contact us on other people's behalf and say, hey, I've got a friend here. It's not doing very well. Um, can you guys help? Yes, and then they help to make that connection. Because I think for a lot of people, you know, reaching out for help, uh, it, it's not such a natural thing to do. People feel that they're going to get judged. You know, so often a lot of referrals will come through friends who will say, I've got a friend here and can you help? Okay. Uh, so you say that you kind of, or you are building out connections with the services that are already provided here in Taiwan. Uh, could yeah. you, uh, so I assume you have a pretty good um, sense of the of the landscape here, of the services provided. Do you see uh, one service or like an aspect or something in particular that needs more development here that uh, that isn't already provided? Uh, I would say on one, one of the things that we've done, investigate, I've got a guy in Taipei who's doing some research into it is on like the mental health resources uh, that are in English for for people. Now, if you're in Taipei, for example, I think the resources are really great. Like we have a good, strong connection with the community services center in Taipei. Um, Adam, who runs the center, has been enormously helpful, and that's been a, a great point of referral for people. But once you get outside the Taipei area and you get down to places like in Taichung and Kaohsiung, it starts to drop off quite quickly. And... There, there are some resources that are here, and there are some doctors, but it's not, it's not as widely available as what you might think it would be. Uh, you know, I've spoken to a lot of people who have gone through this process personally, or or have been uh, maybe key people in a certain community group that have helped other people in the situation. They said it's, you know, it's it's very difficult. It's very hit and miss, and sometimes depending on the severity of the condition that the person is suffering they would you know a lot of times it's been a case of look let's just get you a flight home and get you the help in your home country because it's just too much to handle here i see so uh greg told me that you took over as president about eight months ago um Mm -hmm. how like what is your plan for the organization as president uh well the, the 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 one thing i came in and so coming into hackstrong like without any knowledge really of what was going on internally. I've known Greg for a long time. I've seen what he's done. I think it's really great. But I've never actually got fully involved in it. I've referred stuff to him in the past, but I've never actually got involved and done a lot of help myself. And it was it was when I got involved with a case in Taichung last year, John Kelly. I think that's that's where it, it started because he didn't have anybody in Taichung. He's like, this is a guy who needs serious health. He doesn't really know anybody in the community. And I'm here in Taichung. So I said, look, let me go and investigate for you and see what you can do. And then having come back, like I realized that the one limitation of Hackstrong is 
that it's well known in Kaohsiung, but it's not known anywhere else outside. And obviously a lot of people would need the help. And I think the first thing that to do was to try and establish teams or certainly just volunteers or representatives in different places. That when something comes up, at least you have somebody on the ground that can physically go and meet people and, and do it. You know, getting on a train to go to Taipei isn't a problem, but sometimes in serious cases you need people on the ground supporting all the time. So that's been one of the things I've tried to do. So now we actually have a team in Kaohsiung and we have uh, a small team uh, starting in Taipei. And I just said to, to, to Greg with a couple of the cases that we had dealt with is uh, Greg's done a great job of offering the support and everything to people. But the one thing that I think needed building on was this resources, like a, a database almost of resources that could, the community could use. And I said, you know, we need to go out and and build that type of thing. Like we get a lot of people asking us about legal questions and immigration questions. And, uh, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a minefield of things to try and answer. But the most difficult thing is saying, oh, you know, somebody says, I need a lawyer. And it's like, do we have any lawyers that we can contact? It's like, oh, well, we don't really. So it's about going out and building that. And I, I think I just I just saw it as a, uh, as a thing that Hackstrong needs to be more well-known around the country. And we need to have, be able to offer that support outside of just the team that is established in Gaoshan. Um And in that mission, I've got a lot of ideas of like, I would love to be able to set up some kind of community center and to offer things more to the community than just what we're doing uh, for helping people when they get sick or they're in an accident. I'd actually like to create some kind of community <clears throat> centres that can offer different things to people, similar to what Adam is doing with the Community Services Centre in uh, in Taipei, but maybe uh, something based around that in each city. Oh, so there was this one case um, late last year in 2017 about a foreigner who had his uh, legs crushed by a by a by a driver. Um, oh yes, yes. Those cases yes, like that. Yes. Do you reach out to them and like? Are you helping that person right now? Actually. Uh, yes, we are helping them. Actually, we um, we there was a couple of guys that we know in in uh, in Taipei, so we have a representative there, and they have reached out to the people who were actually initially involved with helping um, Jonas, as the guys called, and we've just sort of reached out to them. We've managed to chat with the family. Um, our representative in Taipei, uh, John, has gone to meet with the family. Uh, they've come to Taiwan, and we've just kind of help them, we've introduced them to uh, various resources that we've got in Taipei that we think can be of assistance to them. And I think that I think that's that's really what we can, can do is, because I, I think when I, I look at a case like that and you see it on the news and I just think, oh, like, if that was me and it was my mom coming to Taiwan, it's like, I would just, I don't know, she would lose her mind, like she wouldn't know what to do. And I think just having uh, some assistance there from people who maybe know what they're, they're doing and have experience can be helpful. So we, we try to reach out to people. We're not pushy, but we just say, hey, we're here. This is what we do, you know, and we would like to help if you would like it. You're funded by donations. Is that a sustainable model for this, or do you need to maybe get more uh, streams of revenue to <clears throat> grow the organization? Uh, getting more streams of revenue to grow the organization is a goal that we have. Just We have a quite a small team at the moment, and there's a, in order to focus a lot on getting donations, um, we don't have a lot of time to spend on doing that at the moment. 
I would say that because of the majority of things that we need to do uh, is really just making connections and building these resources, uh, having them available for when people need them and being able to actually physically offer support to people. That's stuff that doesn't cost a lot of money. It costs people's time. Um, You know, a lot of the fundraising that Hackstrong has done before has been for individuals. And at the same time, the way that the internet has developed and these GoFundMe and crowd crowdsourcing campaigns, we tend to find that when people are in a situation where they need serious funds, then those people usually open a GoFundMe account. And I would say the lion's share, at least 98% of all of the funds needed come from that campaign. And then you don't really need to do anything when you're running a campaign like that. It's just a matter of sharing it and sharing it and sharing it. Whereas if you put all your effort into organizing an enormous fundraiser and it takes hours and hours and hours of volunteers and development and then you only get 20,000 NT or something, it's it's something, but it's not. Like when you think of the, t- the team that you have, your investment in time, it's it's not, it's not it doesn't really work out. <laughs> um, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to mention? Um, I guess it's always the the thing of appealing for help. Like if anybody's listening to this, uh, I find a lot of people would like to get involved in doing volunteer work and get involved in doing something to help people here. Uh, Hackstrong, of course, is one avenue that people can help, but we're also connected with, you know, we're trying to, well, we are connected with them, trying to connect with other charitable organizations in Taiwan that we can introduce people to. We can go along as a Hackstrong team. And we've done that a couple of times. There was a, an event here in Taichung for um, special needs kids, a sports day. And a couple of us went along and we, you know, we sort of represented as Hackstrong, but we went to volunteer at their event. And, uh, and so if people are looking for volunteer opportunities, you know, please get in touch. We've got lots of stuff that people could do. All right. Thank you, Sean, very much for your time. Cool. You're welcome. Thank you very much, Alex. Now we talk to Greg Haxton, the person for which Hackstrong was created. He shares the story of how Hackstrong was formed and why after going through the trauma and recovery period, he decided to come back to keep it going. Greg, welcome to Taiwan Talk. Thanks for coming on. Uh, could you tell me uh, what brought about the creation of Hackstrong? Hackstrong was created when I when, when I wasn't uh, a kosher. <laughs> I was a... Uh, it was... It was in 2010. Um, I unfortunately I'd, I'd received a job in Taipei, and uh, because it was such an exciting thing, one of, one of the reasons was to get out of the the whole teaching circle. Um, I contacted my friends, and we went out for a Saturday night, and we had a big party. Um, and I, at five o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning, decided to drive home, um, and I got into a really bad accident, a life-threatening accident. And uh, I woke up, I think, two months later from being in a coma. Um, obviously, uh, obviously, I had no no idea what was going on, and uh, and we we uh, I didn't I didn't know what to do or whatever what to do right. And uh, so I decided, because of the brain damage, the, the the damage to the front of my head, I decided to leave Taiwan to get away from everything, because at that time. Um, I had lost my personality um, through the accident. And uh, I went back to South Africa, obviously very depressed with all my 
physical um, and emotional um, uh, injuries. Um, and after, but but the whole the whole time there was always a group of people or um, uh, something that had been made for me to help me through my hard time, and that was Hackstrong, right? And honestly, at the time I did not really connect the dots, but um, I got back to South Africa on my recovery. Um, I suddenly realized uh, that I wouldn't be in the situation I, um, I would be now if it wasn't for them. They had helped me through the hospital side of things, the emotional side of things, um, from friends to family to people I didn't even know. They had created this hackstrong thing um, to help me through that time. So uh, after seeing psychiatrists for about a year, um, I, I suddenly realized that... Um, in order to help myself and to help the people that have helped me, uh, I need to come back to Taiwan and continue what these people had started for me a year before. So I came back and uh, I continued the name of Hackstrong. And that was six years ago. So why wasn't there something like this that was provided by foreign governments already or like another charity? Well, I mean, the, since, since I've been running this charity, um, obviously I've met um, other, other forms of charity that, that help in a sense, um, uh, a foreigner that's in trouble. But um, I think what makes Hackstrong special is the, the support and the love. The, the going to the hospital and the, the talking to the, the, the people. If the people can't talk, talking to the family, providing um, Chinese, providing resources, providing um, uh, anything that, that, that those, those people would not be able to do in, the, in, in, in Taiwan, right? Um, but since then, um, I have found, about, I found out about some groups in Taipei that do, that do similar things, except they, they don't, they're not hands-on. They provide a service where, where you, you can go there and you can, you can get the resources, right? Um, but with Paxong, we go, we, we look for the cases and we go to the, the hospitals and we, and we uh, yeah, our mission is you are never ever alone. So um, because, because I went through that eight years ago, I know the feeling of just being in the hospital um, and not being able to do anything and just being scared um, and just to have people to come in and just to talk to and uh, uh, just uh, people to, to go. And these people were, were, as I said, were friends and family, like Taiwanese friends, and they were going out to find out information that would help me. So uh, basically we're just trying to create uh, databases and uh, resources where something happens We've got everything in one place, and uh, we can just provide the love and the support. Was it hard for you to come back and uh, start working on a Hackstrong? I guess kind of like going back and maybe just reliving it too, you know? No, well, actually, to, to, to be honest with you, um, the, the, the Greg before the accident um, was, was uh, to me, was because I had no cares. It was, I, I don't know if I could say it in the way I say it, not a selfish Greg, but I was more inclined to myself, right? And I was just a happy guy. I, I, I played, I played in bands. I, I ran bars. I, I, I had fun all the time, right? Um, and then after the accident, I woke up and I was very distant from that Greg, um, and which, which, which made, which made me want to leave. As I said, um, I could not connect with the people that the, the circles that I, I was involved with um, anymore. And I, th- I thought I would go back to my family because. You know, your family will accept you for whatever, right? Um, and, and, and I also thought that, you know, if I go back and I just take a breath and just think about what, um, this change, then I could come back and then I could be the old Greg again. 
um, which never happened. I, I, felt, I felt even more depressed in South Africa because I couldn't do the basic things. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't walk. So I, I, people had to carry me over the rocks because I lived near the ocean, right? And I, I loved to fish. You know, things like that I couldn't do anymore. Um, and obviously, I fell more and more into depression. And then the one day, the psychiatrist said to me, um, "Greg, do you think your problem is um, is physical or mental?" And I said to her. Well, obviously, it's mental. Why do you think I'm coming and talking to you like twice a week um, about my condition? I just want to be the old Greg, right? And then she said, you see, that's where you're wrong. It's actually physical. Let's put it like this. If you break your arm, what happens? So I told, I told her, you know, you, you get a cast and you have a cast on for about six months. And then after six months, um, your arm heals. It's, and it's a little bit weak, but it, it's, it's okay again, right? And uh, she said, well, see, that, that's, that's what happened to you, except you didn't break your arm. You, you, you damaged your head. And you, you, it takes about three years for your head to get better. Um, and this, this was, what, six months of the accident. And as soon as I heard that, um, a whole lot of weight fell off, fell off my shoulders because I realized I suddenly had hope now. I suddenly had a direction. I suddenly realized, okay, I damaged myself in that sense, um, but I will get better. And then that's when I started thinking in a positive way. And that's when I started thinking, well, why don't I go back to Taiwan and help people that are not, because I was very socially active, people that are not socially active in Taiwan and are quiet, you know. I can bring Hacksfrong and uh, back to be the family for them. And uh, so, so I, was on, I was just on a straight line on the mission. And it, it, it was hard to leave my family in South Africa. But to be honest with you, coming back to Taiwan and going to the hospital and uh, talking to patients and stuff like that. I think I just fell into that. I, um, I just could relate, and uh, I could relate to those people, and I could uh, you know, help them in that sense. Do you think going through that experience uh, gives you better insight on how to help the people that are going through it themselves? Like, or better question is, like, what do you look out for that you think other people might miss going through that experience? Oh, yeah, fully, fully. I mean, um, like, I, like I, one thing I say quite often is, you know, I, I lost an eye, but I gained a greater vision. And, uh, yeah, a, a much better insight because, because obviously, uh, as I said before the accident, um, I, I was a nice guy, but uh, this kind of stuff, I, I, didn't, I didn't really, you know, um, get into this kind of stuff, which I think many people don't really do that, right? And then um, when I left Taiwan, um, I thought it was a curse, right? Um, but uh, about eight months into my therapy and stuff, it became a gift because because I knew that I could use this to to connect with people. And obviously, um, it was scary in the first stage, especially when you you get a phone call saying, "Hey, man, can you help this guy out? You know, he's had an accident and he's in a coma." Um, but after the after the first few cases, um, just being yourself and uh, just going in there and just letting the person know that they're, they're not alone and um, we, we have the arms, we have the legs, we have the thought. At the moment, you don't, but we're going to do that for you. Uh, you just have to get better. You just have to lie there and get better. And uh, just seeing their faces and uh, just going through going through their changes as the, as the month's going on. Unfortunately, in some cases, some don't make it. But uh, the, the people that do, um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's rewarding. And uh, if I did not have this accident, I would not be able to do that, to answer your question. Thanks, Greg. And uh, I guess final question: What's the future hold for you? Well, well, that, that's the that's the beautiful thing about all of this is because in the last six months, six years, 
see, I, I'm I'm a right hand, I'm a, I'm a right head man, right? So logic and stuff like that always comes second to me. But I'm, you know, I'm always, as I said, I'm very social. I'm very talkative. I'm, I'm, I can, I, I, I tried what what my motto in life is: uh, treat people the way you want to be treated, right? So I try to make people feel like they're the only person in the world, not because of whatever. It's just my my personality, right? And so for the last six, seven years. I, I, well, I've been running Hackstrong for for the first three years like that, right? And then we 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 became registered, right? And then registered brings in a whole lot of rules and regulations and all that kind of stuff under the government. And we were trying to develop, we were trying to move around Taiwan. And then just at the end of last year, we met Sean through one of the cases that we had done, and uh, Sean had to take a big liking to what we we did, and he wanted to get more involved, um, and he brought in the more marketing business aspect of things and he wanted to get Hackstrong out of the bubble of Kaohsiung and expand it around Taiwan and it's been what eight months now and uh, Hackstrong has uh, moved up a lot and John John up in Taipei John in Taipei Sean in Tai Taichung and myself in Kaohsiung so a few of us for the future we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna build on on this um, and try and get Hackstrong national um, so that we can help anybody at any time and have a, 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 wide, a wider reach of helping people. That was Sean Bettinson and Greg Haxton of Hackstrong. If you'd like to learn more about the organization, please check out their website, hackstrong.org. A big thank you to Sean and Greg for coming onto the show, and a shout-out to John Groot for making the connection. If you like this podcast, please check out all the varied offerings we have here at ICRT, all available on the ICRT website. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Talk. Have a good one. I'm Alex Lewis.